0: here we are episode eight or nine or ten we never really know but eight sounds right according to ben i think eight's good all right so as always we're here with the ben lingle and the william the the william shively and also we're streaming streaming live on instagram it's probably a bad thing but uh and then we're also here with our guest and he'll be a recurring guest coach diego
1: what's up everyone
0: what's well, crackalack and diego you keeping these two in check
1: yeah they're behaving mm-hmm.
0: real straight That's into the point happened. so today we're going to we're just going to chop it up with diego we're going to let him share his story a lot of things people probably don't know about him and then a few topics that we're going to discuss uh, from coaching clients and common things that we see that we think can help all of you guys so without further ado diego you want to you want to start sharing, sharing some about your story um a little about who you are
1: all right so uh mm. well damn how far should i go um well let's so, we'll like start at the beginning yeah. there was a bright light yeah. there was there was, there was a bright light there was a bright light um, i cried Tense a lot pressure <laughs> now um <laughs> so basically um high school it was pretty much around that that time, um, I was pretty much like didn't care or didn't give a F about life. Um, just pretty much partying and stuff, um, eating whatever, just you know living the good life. And then after that uh, I started to care a little bit more about actually how I looked. Uh, just not really enjoying going out a lot anymore, and just getting really drunk, not knowing what happened that day, Um, let's say I was just going down a rabbit hole in that path, Uh, so I started first thing, Uh, my mom was always like a gym uh, member, she was a recurring gym member, so I decided to join um, the same gym, kinda started getting guided by by a coach there, and started caring about my image slightly, Um, I still went out and party. Um, and all of that stuff, get like the same lifestyle. Slowly I got more involved into it. I um, saw how much like it impacted my life and I wanted to change but I I didn't really like, I wasn't fully aware of it. I just knew it was like in the back of my head. Um, So slowly I started like separating myself from friends Uh, that just drew me into that lifestyle and pretty much um, focus my attention into training, um, healthier eating but um, that healthier eating slowly like I got more obsessive and obsessive and I have a, an obsessive mind like once I set my mind into something it just circles around um, again and again and again so once I got in, into that setting I pretty much it was just like <laughs> it was pretty much just uh, thinking about food, thinking about training, uh, what would be the best option? I started reading a lot, going to a lot of blogs, um, going to a lot of training stuff, a lot of nutrition. Um, the thing I think where I messed up the most, it was listening to what I everything I read. So everything I read, um, I didn't even like question it, I just thought it was kind of true. Um, and from there I just... Slowly didn't even notice. I started like eliminating food, trying to lose weight. I was, um, I don't know exactly in pounds, so I would I go in kilograms. So I was 86 kilograms um, when I started, which I would say is about 180 something um, in, in high school. And then after that, it was just wet, like fat weight. Uh, I didn't work out at all. And slowly I started losing weight, but that weight went like. Completely off to where I got to the point where I was um, 40 some kilograms, which would be like around 120 ish or so. So um, it was like a long time frame. Uh, I'm I'm not exactly sure how long it was. It was just slowly progressing, slowly eliminating food, uh, to one day I just realized I that's all my life was. It was just. Um, Focusing on food, looking food on the on the computer, uh, cooking but not eating even the what I cooked, a lot of like desserts uh, type of, of meals, and I just gave it to my family or friends. Um, so I realized I was like really unhappy, wanted to sleep all the time, didn't have energy. All the energy I had was just training and eating, and uh, and I was I was pretty in a in a really bad place. I was pretty depressed. Um, and and after after that, not I mean Thomas, I'm i gonna interrupt that because Thomas says we need a, a kilogram conversion table. <laughs> it's like 2.2 yeah. or something. But yeah, You good do the man math, though, man. Good man though, you do good the man. math. Yeah. So uh-huh. I like the interaction, though. Do right? the, on the, on do the r- math r- and put it on there for yeah. <laughs> us. <house. laughs> uh, real,
0: real quick, real quick on the uh, on our live feed, Thomas Hartman, uh, T. Hartman 757, mm-hmm. give him a follow. Mm-hmm. He commented uh, that that he needs a kilogram conversion table. So uh, <laughs> he's just confirming the, meat, the meatheadness. <laughs> Although I would expect him to be able to, yeah, to do no. it. You know, if he's if he's if he's lifting weight, you kind of know that that the uh, the regular conversion is almost double. So. But we'll we'll let him slide. He's no math magician. Yeah, he's he's no no math magician. It's
2: alright.
0: But you know what? That's that's our problem. The rest of the world knows knows their kilograms. Yeah, (laughs) that's
3: like an
1: American problem, and that's it. Mm Alright. Continue on, Diego. (laughs) So basically, I was pretty depressed. Uh, Like, my energy was super low. I cried all the time out of nowhere. Like, I I was literally with my family, and I was crying at some point and my mom and dad were like well what's wrong? I'm like I have no effing clue like I just know I, I want to fucking cry um, and I just feel sad out of nowhere uh, which now I know it's probably like the lack of energy, the lack of fluid, just being depressed um, so I asked for help I started trying to solve the problem on on like on my own kind of thing with the help of my parents we went to see um, psychologist, psychiatrist, uh, nutritionist, but I just couldn't get over it. The fear of like eating more and gaining some fat um, just really overwhelmed me. And like I said, I'm pretty obsessive, so that was like all I could think of at that time frame. Um, and I got I got bullied, especially by my brother growing up um, on and that yeah, well I was bullied. So um, <laughs> on being fat and stuff. So uh, that was like my my main fear per se. Uh, So long story short I kept losing weight, losing weight, losing weight so at one point alright so um, I was trying to take care of it on my own and it wasn't working I was still losing a lot of weight uh, where I was getting to the point where it's like pretty worrying Uh, I, when they try to do like body fat, fat measurements um, like the typical machines and stuff like that just couldn't measure the body fat being so low uh, so I was in a pretty unhealthy place and um, it could start like getting pretty bad um, kind of affecting my organs, affecting a lot of stuff so at that point my parents were somewhat desperate uh, to help me and this this girl was in town doing an um, eating disorder talk um, so they met one night with her, and next thing I know, I slept for hours. I probably slept like 12 to 14 hours out of the day at that time. Uh, so I woke up. It was probably, I don't know, like 12 o'clock, something like that. And this girl was in my kitchen, so I just she started talking to me, um, telling me her experience, how, like, how she dealt with it, and I completely related. So she was basically offering me to go to a rehab clinic, where they treat um, eating disorders. And I said, when, when am I going to go? And she's like, oh, they're waiting for you right now. I'm like, shit, really? Um, where's the clinic at? And she's like, oh, it's in massachusetts which is probably like eight-hour drive uh, from my city. So that made me think about it. And she's like, yeah, you're only going for a week. If you don't like it, you can just get out, and um, you can come back home, and blah, blah just pack your stuff I'm like okay sure so I packed my stuff for a week uh, just my small backpack and I I went blindly into it uh, I got there I saw other people dealing with the same stuff I'm like okay I can kinda relate but yeah I'm, I'm good I want to uh, deal with it at home I don't need to be here so after the first week um, they put me in like to talk with the people that took care of the place like okay, I'm ready to go home. Like oh, I'm sorry, but you can't. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, your parents already paid for for the first month. Like you're stuck here. Um, Damn. La la. So, I I remember at that point I got really pissed off. Um, and I didn't talk to them for the first month at all. I didn't want to listen to them on the phone. I was just really pissed off. Um, and the rehab, rehab clinics, pretty much, you have nutritionists with you uh, 24/7. Like, all day, every day, you cannot go to the bathroom after after you eat. They're watching you when you eat. They plan all your meals. Uh, in the beginning, you literally cannot move a lot. Uh, it's just eating and being still, sitting down, going to um, um how's it called like. Um, meetings like AA type meetings but for eating disorders Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just like kind of addressing the emotional side a lot of psychologists uh, in there and it was basically most uh, addressing the emotional side which their theory was that was like the main or the theory is that's the main thing Uh, that's what's what's most affected and that obsession is just trying to blind your your emotional well-being so I I, um, after the first month, I kind of, kind of like, okay, I'll stay for another month just to see how this goes. I think it's kind of helping. Um, and it was the same thing. Third month, I'm like, okay, I'll give it another month. The program was four months uh, for alcoholics, six months for uh, rehab. But after the fourth month, you got to pretty much choose if you want to complete the six months. So I started, I, honestly, feeling really good in there. Uh,
0: Diego, how old were you I, again?
1: Um, at that point, I'm 18. Um, no, I'm turning 19. I turned 19 like a few days. I forget it. How old days. are you now? Uh, 26. So, yeah. So that was that was that was seven years ago, and so I, I spent there at the end six months. Uh, I I followed the whole thing. In the end, I didn't want to leave the clinic. It was like a safe space. I didn't want to go into the real world and deal with me taking care of my nutrition Um, like taking care of my training I still it was so I wasn't in such a comfort place at that moment and I trusted them so much um, that I really just didn't want to leave and I remember I got really pissed off at them because they didn't want um, wanted me to say anymore so what so after Uh, you
0: left what what were the biggest challenges from then transitioning from that con- super controlled environment of the rehab to then be you know being out on your own
1: I think that that just being out on my own like me having to deal with it um, and my obsessive um, my obsessing nature like just obsessing with food food all the time like I didn't go out um, I had my meals like flat like to the tea like it, I couldn't pass a minute mm-hmm. till I had my meal um, I had everything packed like I was just super controlling of everything if we were gonna go out to eat like uh, like my family wanted to go out to eat to a restaurant I would eat beforehand and I would join them yeah. or I would just wouldn't go out with them um, I wouldn't go out with friends to eat um, mostly it was just like if I wanted to go out I didn't go out to drink at all either I was afraid like of the calories and stuff like that um,
0: and at this point, you were you were coming from being overweight and having basically a fear of food, and and you kind of went through rehab to, to deal with that. And then, is that right? Yep. So yeah, so I went. Yeah. Go ahead. So now, you know, for for those that don't know you, you're you know you're a really lean guy, and I think and eventually you ended up taking that too far, right, to where you got uh, too too small and like. Just basically afraid of food, so so now though you you know you're pretty lean and, and muscular, and you eat a lot of food to support your activity level. How, so now to this day, like current day, is that a hard thing for you to do to like eat a bunch of food to support? Like, do you do you still kind of get scared a little that you're gonna get, get back to gaining weight? What's that like for you?
1: I would say to um, at the moment it's not a factor anymore. Um, Ninety-nine percent of the time, I'm really good. If I start doubting um, or after like having a little bit of fear on the subject, I think I have the tools now, and I'm pretty uh, conscious about it. To know that something emotionally or something in um, in my life is mm-hmm. bothering me that I'm not taking care of, to where yeah. I'm just relating it to food, and that's something I usually. I now can address pretty quickly and I realize it um, easily but it's been like a long process for me to get to this point. Uh, I would say like in the beginning it was really controlling then slowly it was like okay I'll go out once every month and um, and kinda just have something really healthy and then um, I think the, the best way, well what got me here was slowly I started to really just hating being in that spot. Like, I didn't, I really enjoyed my life uh, being so controlling. And I started setting little challenges for myself. Like I would say, just, okay, today just eat this uh, food and don't weigh it out. Just see how you feel uh, and be okay if you gain weight. Of course I wasn't going to gain weight, but in my mind it was like, oh, I'm going to be fat after this. Uh, So, or that was what my mind was telling me. So little challenges like that, uh, over the course of the years, led me to finally like now, I feel pretty freely about like, just going out and eating and if I wanna hang out, having a few drinks, I don't drink a lot. Uh, Now it's just because I don't enjoy it that much. I might have one beer or two. Uh, But, yeah, like in the end it was- What's
0: what's What's your favorite? What's your favorite surveys? Um,
1: yeah. You know what? i would said red red L's. Um, Irish red L's. Red Irish red L's. Okay. okay. Yeah. i okay. um, it's it's kinda of not- a little bit before the stout. Like strong beer. I hate I hate light beer. Um I would never drink that soft. Gary beer. thought you were gonna say mm-hmm. Corona. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, oh, I can whoa, tell. Oh, whoa. I can tell by the look on his face, like that's what he was hoping for. <laughs>
0: I I was gonna get real West Coast and say Pacifica. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah! I yeah. forget you've
3: been living the West Coast life. You got a little more
0: uh, culture. Yeah, uh, but I'm so a little
1: more international, man.
0: I feel you. So, uh, <laughs> Mr.
1: Worldwide, <laughs> <laughs> from Mexico to the U.S. to Ireland.
0: <laughs> so, with so what you went through is obviously on an extreme level of like um, you know being afraid of food and having to go to rehab for. What was it, six months? So, and yep.
1: six months.
0: But then, and then eventually getting lean and now being able to kind of eat to support your goals. What do you think is like a great tip for listeners who m- maybe, and we might have some dealing with it on that extreme level, but even just what we run into when people, yeah, they're overweight and then they lose weight, but they're still always fearful of food, even when they say have lost 50 pounds and maintained it. Now, I kind of see where you're going with this where like you have like the whole macro counting and calorie counting is can can be part of the long-term problem because it's that neurosis Um, so is that what you would kind of say is the key is really learning to listen to your body and look at food for food and not numbers
1: yeah um, I would definitely say like learning to be okay with um, first letting yourself um, enjoy stuff Um, learning that if you like for me, a big thing is like, it took me a long time to gain weight. Just because one day I just like to eat crap and don't care about like my nutrition, I'm pretty healthy the rest of the time. Like, um, if I'm eating unhealthy, that's another thing. But if I'm eating healthy most of the time, and I'm just like a day of the week or a few days of the week, I just want to kind of indulge and don't give uh, don't give a shit about it. And just like okay it's fine I'm not gonna gain fat um, and if I do like I think the most the most important thing is knowing that one your image is not who you are and in the end and none of that is gonna bring you happiness um, happiness comes like from a lot of factors out of life and food and training could be one of those factors well food and movement um, definitely like are part of the in my in my vision like a happy life but if I'm just focusing on those that means um, outside my of my other factors something's wrong like my relationships uh, how I see myself stuff like that something's wrong to where I need to focus on training and food to kind of solve my problem with my unhappiness uh, so I would say that's the main thing like if, if there's a lot of thought into that process then you need to look into all the uh, points in your life and kind of balance everything out.
0: That's deep. No, that
1: was deep. Yeah, we're getting deep in here. Probably, mm, we are getting probably deep. too deep for Ben. hmm
0: <laughs> Ben's changing his song of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <he's laughs> as as we speak, <laughs> he's probably looking up like some deep cut, you know, some some Atlantis more set. <laughs> oh oh no. yeah. Mm. So
1: I want to address alert. pretty quickly. <laughs> Thomas Hart- Thomas Hartman um, commented a while ago on the on the feed on Instagram. He asked if I ever regretted going through my eating disorder, and I don't at all. Um, I, it, it uh, and I mentioned it to one of our members uh, from the Coastal the other day. It definitely like it was a three hundred and sixty shift in my in my life, but it's, it has like given me the experience I have and um, got me to where I'm at. I'm now. So I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. It um it changed me and it changed my family. I mean and I I agree like
0: you know our experiences actually even the worst ones are. I I mean that's what makes the journey you know so and and everyone has them like when I started out and started learning about nutrition I kind of went down that neurosis path where you start worrying too much about the details and it starts to consume you and you don't even look at food as food anymore and 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 that's just not healthy either, you know? So over the long run, um, you know, those little like periods where, where people struggle, uh, it, it's only gonna make you better if you learn from it, you know? So what yeah. what, what do you yeah, guys think, Will, sure. Ben? You know Diego? Like if, if you never if you never heard Diego's story, he heard would you ever think business. he went through any of that? You know, since y'all, y'all are with him on a day-to-day basis?
3: Nah. so like he has like a really good grasp on like his body and how he responds and like his eating he just has like a good like solid like foundation so if i didn't know i probably wouldn't say that like oh man he probably went through this right really it just seems like all right well this guy just really knows his body he's really intuitive um and he does like a good job with just managing his eating and he has a good relationship with food and all that like if yeah, that's where I would be if I didn't know his story already. I yeah. think you know it just seems like he's got a good grasp on everything. You know, like he doesn't, you know, go nuts and like binge super hard for long periods of time. Um, he's like, he eats like some plain ass food, yeah. like his like he eats like chicken and potatoes. And I don't think there's any seasoning on them and like an apple and like you. I feel you can't eat stuff yeah. like that and enjoy it. Like if you don't have a good grasp on things and you don't have any, you know, like emotional problems with food, because most people need food to taste like really good every meal. Yeah. Well, not most people, but some people, because like, you know, they need that enjoyment out of out of eating. Um. So like when I saw that this dude eats yeah. like plain ass chicken, he does not heated up. Mm-hmm. He just eats cold chicken and potatoes. Uh, cold food is the best. Man. And like that. that's how I know he's he's a sick freak, but um. Yeah, like, I feel like you can't eat cold chicken and potatoes that are yeah. plain unless you have like a really good thing going, you know, because most people are like, no, nah, that's not going to taste good. I don't, you know, I don't want that. So, um, for,
2: yeah. For being so young, uh, he's been through a lot. He's been through the ups and the downs and bo- and, and kind of uh, got a taste of both extremes. Uh, when you when you go to both extremes, your middle ground is... Is really really solid, and and when you deviate, like he said, sometimes I'm just like you know what, like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna eat, and maybe that means I you know gain some weight. Maybe the scale in the next few days looks really scary. But when you've been through what Diego's been through, uh, the calmness that he brings to those type of real life fluctuations that we all go through are crucial. Um, he doesn't spend. I was it was really weird. I was talking to some people um, today about about like. Like, as if stress was like a card and you play a stress card every time you come to work out uh, or you make a good choice or something happens at work. You know, you're playing these cards. We only have a certain amount before we just right. Um, he never spends any on worrying about those tiny fluctuations and some people that scale watch or some people that are really you know, I mean you know, he said there's a little bit more obsessive about making sure that he's doing the right stuff like they'll spend stress cards on just anything but he's been through it. He knows better than this than the spend those. And what it what it shows to the rest of us is just a calm, sensible demeanor uh, with life's up and downs. He's not easily shaken and that's that's definitely something that uh, you know um, the impression i get from him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing i take away that i think is encouraging for people listening that have have their own struggles is like you can change. Like Will mentioned, he would never know Diego like Who Diego is today at 26 and his eating habits, he would just assume that's how he always was. But we, in fact, know, you know, when he was 18, he was in rehab for six months and struggling with food because he was overweight. So, like, he was a completely different mindset and person. So, you can change who you are. Like, you are not – like, if you feel like you define yourself as, oh, I'm the overweight person who is addicted to food, like, you don't have to be that person. Now, it takes effort and time, but it's possible – to change and then be that person who who eats food food for fuel or enjoys it and is lean and that can be you you know
1: and and that is like definitely a process like there's a lot of ups and downs to that journey uh, but it's like in anything like if you're related to training um if you're training like some days you'll feel better you'll feel stronger you'll push more weight and some days you need, you need to take a step back No, know it's okay Uh, Some days you just feel really tired and like you cannot train. Same like with everything but related to food it's like some days yeah you'll feel really confident about yourself. Um, Like in my journey it was some days I could feel like oh this is going great like life is great. I feel confident I can eat more food and then some days I would be really scared and really afraid. Um, And I just had to realize there was those ups and downs but as long as like in the long run there was progress and I felt like every time there was a little bit of light um of me like being more secure of of stuff and not relaying everything to food and my obsession dropping down a little bit then slowly like it's through the years i've got to this point so Mm
0: -hmm. let's change gears a little so one thing i think would be fun to talk about is so as you know diego you're a, a coach for us at coastal strength and fitness and you know working with people kind of learning you know early in your career and let's talk about how you know when people are working on their own nutrition they and you're getting feedback maybe a journal and and kind of taking people for what they say isn't always the best approach you know so um you want to you want to kind of talk about that diego how how you know for people listening it's it's best to like no one's perfect we don't expect anyone to be perfect and as a coach, it actually slows down the advice you're able to give, without by not being completely honest.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I like I started experiencing that when uh, starting working with some of our clients, um, asking like they were they were frustrated because they can lose any weight or they like kind of hit a plateau where it was like, "Hey, I'm eating really good, uh, stuff like that," and I'm not losing any weight. So. Um, I asked them what they were eating, and they gave me like the 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 layout, and it was like I don't know some like fourteen hundred calories or something like that. Um, and I'm like, okay, how long have you been doing that? So, okay, just like a couple of weeks, blah, blah blah. But in my mind, it's like okay, they're under eating. Um, like we probably need to eat a little bit more if you're two hundred pounds. Um. 220 and you're eating 1400 calories then damn that's not a lot of food um so we, we probably need to eat more help you out and um in the end like they wouldn't listen to my advice first of all and then um i i just got really frustrated uh and i remember it was like a few clients after i decided to talk to you about the subject and kind of started questioning myself the fact that why why don't they want to eat more if I'm advising to them um, and I relate it somewhat mm-hmm. to my like my own experience of me being afraid to eat more yeah. um, and that's like because in my head that's what I saw uh, at some point but then like I start questioning that seeing it from other perspectives, and talking to you about the subject it's like yeah like if someone's 220 pounds there's a lot of fat like that needs to be lost so Eating 1400 calories, um, it's not going to like necessarily slow the metabolism a lot and um, and they still have a long way to go.
0: Yeah, because what, so what happens is, um, and we know like even if you under eat for a little bit in the beginning, you'll still lose some weight if you're truly, yeah. truly under eating, especially if you're overweight and most of your body weight's body fat. Body fat is stored energy. So when you have that huge calorie deficit, your body has to use stored energy uh, to make up the difference, which is fat, which is weight loss, right? So if like, that's not even happened initially, then what's really happening is people are, they're not under eating, they're under reporting, you know, so they may, and and, like, we completely understand this. What happens is like people will put in a lot of effort and do a good job. And then the little kind of things they overlook, oh, maybe the extra glasses of wine and or the cheese and crackers while cooking dinner, uh, that, that can't be that significant. Uh, I don't need to really bring that up, but that little stuff, is significant and does make a difference so in actuality um, that's normally the case most of the time so really what you know Diego and I talked about it's more important to not to not take people's first answer and to keep digging and and keep digging because you know doing this for 12 years I've found 95 percent of the time the answer is is pretty much the extra snacking there's there's calories that are sneaking in so um
1: and and for clients like um, like for anyone listening, if you're kind of there and you need some advice, knowing that like it's okay wherever you're at at any point, you know, like it's okay. It helps us out better. Uh, we're able to help you a lot more, or whoever's coaching you is able to do more. Like being honest with it, and we all have our, our issues with stuff. Um, so like that, you, it's not like you're gonna be judged or anything like that. Just from eating a little bit more, but if you have a clear standpoint, then that um, sets a better base for the advice you're going to get. And after that, start seeing progress.
0: Yeah, and then you mentioned we had a client, you know, who had a great little breakthrough and and lost a bunch of weight. And she mentioned how uh, to you how basically she realized that like the little lies she told herself that she was trying or that like this this snack here or this drink here isn't the difference. Ultimately she was just holding herself back, you know, from that. And once that clicked, then everything fell into place, you know. Yeah. And that and that was kind of a light bulb for you as well as a coach.
1: Yeah, once once um she told me the story, because uh, she was she was eating pretty well, but like you said, she was drinking a beer here and there, uh, she was having wine, um, on some point. So once like she realized and she like really narrow it down to like okay I want to eat healthier I really want to like focus on this goal Uh, like she just did it and she did an amazing job and that made me realize like okay if it was just that small stuff for her uh, like a few small changes and like being really aware of what you're doing um, eating because sometimes like we'll even tell ourselves lies and uh, we believe our own lies you Mm know Uh, so like just being really aware of what you were doing um, and then just changing those small stuff like it wasn't huge steps she didn't change like completely what she was doing she just tried to focus a little more on the on the better habits and and eliminated one or two bad habits and she had awesome results and that's what
0: i've learned in my years as a coach is just more patience and that even though you can have the the resources for someone to start getting to start losing that 15 pounds right away you know what like It's okay if they don't do that sometimes it takes a year or two you know of of working on other things like just showing up to working out and sometimes people just aren't ready they need to go through some ups and downs and it just takes time you know
3: yep yep
1: yeah
3: i think i think really the biggest thing like that that diego just said like you have to be aware you know and if you're not like taking a step back and just kind of looking um, objectively at everything like all right. Well, how much am I really eating? You know, like like you said Like we tell ourselves little lies about like uh, this little snack that matter or this and you just like almost omit it from the picture Like, okay, well, this is negligible. This glass of wine that I have every day um, Doesn't mean anything because it's just like, you know, a little here and there um, But if, you, if you're more aware like oh shit, like I have a glass of wine every day and it's an extra thousand calories a week or whatever it ends up being like, that makes a difference yep. between, like, losing a pound a week and not. So, um, yeah, just being more aware. And sometimes for people, like, it's hard because those are our, like, comfort foods or comfort activities um, that make you feel better. You know, especially Diego connected it to, like, all right, well, if this part of your life that maybe isn't the best right now, whether it's, like, a relationship or work or whatever it yep. may be. Like, someone's will cover it up with that stuff. And then act like it doesn't happen. So you know, just maybe taking a step back, write it down. Write down what you eat, um, and you know, try to be try to be honest with yourself about it. You know, because like if you do have a goal, you, you kind of do have to ask yourself the hard questions, or have somebody else ask you the questions. You know, but in being prepared to answer them truthfully, if you if you do want you know that that hard change. Yeah.
0: Ultimately, kind of circling back to what Diego said originally, what's the root of his problem when that he learned when he was in rehab was food you have to get to a point to where you don't use food as a, a solution to problems like if you have a bad day at work and you create a habit of having wine to help you feel better about your coworker that you hate that's that's a recipe for disaster you know so so really in the short term yeah, it's all about learning how to eat healthy and the best foods and all that but you want to always be addressing the bigger picture as well which is not using food as, as stress relief essentially
3: Yeah, because then, like, you know, after that happens a couple times, then it's automatic. Like, you didn't even think about it, and you have a stressful day, and you automatically, like, go get that wine without even really making a a conscious decision about it. It's just, like, you go home, you probably grab your wine, you pour the wine, then you start drinking it without even really realizing what you're doing, or really having much of a, like, an actual choice. Like, it's such a habit that your brain's like, okay, I'm home, time to get wine, and then you just do it. Um, So... Yeah, and that's hard to break, but you know, awareness does a lot for that.
0: Yeah, and then for a lot of people listening, they're probably thinking, oh, well, then I can never have wine or whatever. That's not the case either. I think a good habit to instill is that these treats and foods and stuff you want to associate them with a with an experience, with a great time, right? So, yeah, when you meet up with friends for that yearly trip or you're celebrating someone's birthday or whatever the occasion, holiday, like, yeah, like, have your favorite foods, you know, have, have that wine and stuff, but enjoy it and relate it to the experience, to the fun experience. That's a great habit versus resorting to these foods and treats when you had a bad day or you're sad or, or whatnot. So... Um, again, it takes time, but those are that's a great mindset to start working on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, I so, like that a lot. so yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think? You think uh, think we, we covered a lot here? Maybe uh, we can see where where the direction took us for Ben's song of the week and kind of wrap it up.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really interested you know, in that. Yeah. This one, it, it's it's definitely inspired this week. Definitely inspired. Um, big fan of the of the band Fun. Um, and then also specifically just just Nate, he's got a lot of uh, the lead singer there. He's got a lot of a lot of emotion. He's been through some stuff, you can tell. Um, this one is uh, it's called "Be Calm," and it's just I thought it was gonna be hungry like the wolf. Oh no, it's it's lovely. Mm.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm, mm. It's definitely gonna take you on a little bit of a ride. There's a lot of different musical uh, changes. Uh, no real tempo changes, but definitely mm. musical. Uh, you know, obviously starting off with some violin there, gets a little more hardcore. I used to play the violin. Mm. Definitely transition and mm-hmm. change. Okay. Started off Jerry. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yep, I, I have have the lyrics by you for sure. He he spits it quick, um, but they're they're worth the worth the read as well. Mm. All right, there we go.
0: Fun. I only know like their one hit song. I don't know any any.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're every single album, even if you follow it back to the format uh, where where, the, where Nate started. Format fun, um, and then Nate's new stuff. You're gonna find something on every single album that you're gonna love. Um, I love the format. Yeah. Um, they're. they're that's like, that's back when he was just a hometown kid. And mm-hmm. then he moves to the, I mean, it kind of set it right as a small-town yep. it moves yeah. into the big city. You're actually following this guy's life because he knows how to, like, entertain with his music but, like, capture you with his lyrics. So, that's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. your recommendation is. of the week. There we go.
0: All right, so we'll close it out here, episode 8, with uh, Diego. Learned a lot. Hopefully, you guys took something away from it. If you are interested in working with our coaches at the gym, you can just hit up our website, CoastalFitnessVA.com. That's where we'll have we have a blog, a bunch of stuff you can learn more about us. Uh, you can fill out a form, set up a strategy session to chat more, depending on what your goals are and everything. And we also have a virtual, if you, if you want, you can go to my website, GaryDeagle.com. So we do some online coaching as well. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We have a lot going on. So we we had alluded in the last episode to some big news. And that big news is that we're moving the gym, Coastal Fitness, to a bigger location. So pretty close to the original one, but it's gonna be more than double the size. So we're excited about that. Got a lot going on. We'll have a little kind of like podcast studio there slash uh, movement therapy room for for Ben. So that's gonna be fun and uh, yeah. You guys, I know y'all are excited because. See, the, I don't think will Will's. He'll be excited once all the flooring and painting's done. Mm. I'm excited,
3: but it's. There's a lot of yeah. weight. There's, yeah, there's a lot of weight over here. Yeah. On the East Coast, a lot of weight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The sun's shining in my eyes. I couldn't hear you. Sometimes it doesn't shine, and you're reminded of all the shit you have to do. Uh huh. Mm, Diego just went out of picture like he's not even a part of it at all. Yeah, he was like,
1: "No, I'm just going to let them handle everything." You guys can take care of that. I just (laughs) coach. He's gonna he's gonna
3: show up when everything's said and done to coach on Monday. There you go.
0: All right, guys. Well, as always, if you have questions, you can hit us up on social media. Uh, or send us an email, c- contact at coastalfitnessva.com. And uh, we look forward to chatting, chatting and uh, having you guys tune in next week.
3: All right. All right. Holla back. Later. Later. See ya.